Wiki Freaks. Wiki Freaks. Yeah, it's Wiki Freaks. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hi. How's everyone? Yeah. How are we? How are we today? Just do it all in an NPR voice. How are you, Jay? Just just get into a nice buttery place. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me okay, actually? Sorry? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Can you hear me? I loud and clear, like a bell. Great. Listeners, can you hear us? Because this (laughs) is Wiki Freaks. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! This is our 122nd episode, if you can believe it. Christ. I cannot believe it. It's been, uh, we've been at it, baby. We have been at it. Um, it has changed so much. It really has. <laughs> it really has. It's so fucked. It's wild. And now we're running out of baby formula? Is oh, that we're running mean? out of everything. I don't know. Apparently, apparently, well, I read this article a while ago, but apparently the world is running out of sand. Oh, well, I'm yeah. not worried about that, but. I don't know. It was pretty alarming. We, we might want well, to. Well, what are we going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? Make more sand? <laughs> Come on. I guess I'll go well, to the beach. You know. Well, I can. <laughs> what if we're just gonna sit here and worry about sand <laughs> on top of every aside from the rights that are being stripped right out of our fingertips? Yes. You know, what, do you, you want to live in a world without sand? What's the I don't think I'm heaven? going to. I'm it, so. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh, brother! Sand's everywhere. I haven't even been to the beach. Somehow it's all in my sheets. I, I think we're fine on sand. <laughs> The desert, the desert's full of sand. How yeah, can we be running no, out of sand? Sea, it's the sea sand. It's the sea sand oh. that we're running out of. Well, for fancy volleyball courts and dressage. Oh, uh, well, I ground. feel like we can find an alternative. Um... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad you found your um, <laughs> your cause, which is. <laughs> Ah, me showing up to all the like abortion activists outside of the courthouse we need like, more sand the sand <laughs> the sandman's here like oh my god you sheeple don't you know the real problem who cares sand! About you can't go to the beach that's true without your baby <laughs> without your fucking baby um, anyway, oh, welcome to Wiki Freaks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is a podcast where we read through Wikipedia mm-hmm. and we express ourselves in various ways. Um, so welcome. And, <laughs> and yeah, we're your hosts. I'm Connor Cregan. Oh, right. And I'm Jill Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> and we never we're, start. We are I'm, off the rails today. I'll be honest. My brain is a little smooth today. Yeah, I have definitely lost some wrinkles as well and not where I want to. If you know <laughs> <laughs> well who started last time well um we did a re-release of our spice girls episode this uh, last time so you started the time i started the time before that so it's your time to go okay. now all right well from today's featured article we mm. have ooh. i know it's a big uh, one <laughs> we have jafrudin prawiranegara wow you nailed that about that uh, i'm just gonna call him Shja. Shot like uh, Sushvan, like Sushvan Stevens. Yeah, he's just like Sufjan Stevens. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I'll just call him Froden. Frud. But anyways, this was an 
Indonesian statesman and economist. Mm. Okay. All right, cutie. Um, So apparently he became active in politics after an education in law and joined the Indonesian nationalist movement during the Japanese occupation of 1942 to 1945. Wow. Whoa. Uh, He was appointed finance minister in the Republican government during the Indonesian National Revolution of 1945 to 1949. Have you ever been to Indonesia, Joe? I've not. Have you? No, but I, I mean, I would go. Hell, I, I'd go anywhere. I would also go anywhere. You know, I'm like, just, just tell me where to go. Except, Maybe not like Indiana. Yeah, I wouldn't go to Indiana. I really, I don't, I also don't have like a big pull to the Caribbean. Oh, really? The Caribbean's awesome. I mean, I know it's awesome, but it's never I mean, you like, got to get down there before we're out of sand, Connor. I mean. This is true. This is true because <laughs> I don't want to go to a sandless Caribbean. No. Um, anyways. So in December 1948, the Indonesian revolutionary leaders were captured and Freden served as head of government for seven months. Wow. <laughs> okay, queen. <laughs> All right. Uh, after Indonesia's independence, he first served as deputy prime minister, then again as finance minister until 1951. A pragmatic policymaker, he espoused religious socialism. Oh, no. Mm, I don't know about <laughs> that. Know about that. <laughs> religious socialism. Uh, but that's based on a liberal interpretation of Islam. Okay, well, we'll what? see. He was a staunch opponent of communism. That's weird. Fascinating. Yeah. Shafruddin's opposition to the government system of guided democracy resulted in his leading three years of guerrilla warfare, which ended with his surrender in 1961. This Imprisoned. He's, he's all over the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imprisoned until 1966, he became a vocal critic of the Indonesian government until his death in 1989. Wow. Shoot. Uh, well, where does one go from here? <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of into religious socialism, guided democracy, or um, Japanese occupation, although that's probably going to be World War II. So. Yeah, I, I was also interested in Japan, Japanese occupation, but should we, should, what's guided democracy? Should we do religious socialism? Sure. Okay. Religious socialism. Socialism. (laughs) Religious socialism is a type of socialism based on religious values. Got it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Checks out. Checks out. Okay. Members of several major religions have found that their beliefs about human society fit with... Okay, this is one of these Wikipedia articles, which was written by like a senior in high school uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna get to the featured is. article page that way right members of several major religions have found that their beliefs about human society fit with socialist principles and ideas as a result religious socialist movements have developed within these religions these movements include buddhist socialism christian okay. socialism islamic mm. socialism and jewish socialism According to the Encyclopedia Britannica Online. I died. I knew it. I died. I, did I call? I mean, come on. Socialism is a social. <laughs> this is amazing. Socialism is a social and economic doctrine that calls for public rather than private ownership or control over of property and natural resources. According to the socialist view, individuals do not live or work in isolation, but live in cooperation with one another. Furthermore, everything that people produce is in some sense a social product, and everyone who contributes to the production of a good is entitled to a share in it. Society as a whole, therefore, should own or at least control property for the benefit of all of its members. Early Christian communities also practiced the sharing of goods and labor, a simple form of socialism subsequently followed in certain forms of monasticism. 
Several monastic monastic orders continue these practices today. End quote. <laughs> okay, so that first paragraph was 70% Encyclopedia Britannica online. That's right. Oh, but here we go. Here comes Jesus. Uh, the teachings of Jesus are frequently described as socialists, especially yeah. by Christian socialists. Hell yeah. Um, Acts 4.35 records that in the early church in Jerusalem, quote, no one claimed that any of their possessions were their, was their own, end quote. Although the pattern will later disappear from church history, except within monasticism. <laughs> Christian socialism was one of the founding threads of the British Labor Party and is claimed to begin really? with the uprising of Watt Tyler and John Ball in the 14th century CE common era. Um, Abu Da al Ghaffari, a companion of Muhammad, is credited by multiple authors as a principal and antecedent of Islamic socialism. The Christian, the Christian socialists, Hutterites, uh, believed in strict adherence to biblical principles, quote, church discipline, and practice of religious form of communism. Uh, church discipline. I know, my God. Anoint me, Daddy. Yeah, anoint me, Donalds. <laughs> The Hutterites established in their communities a rigorous system of ordinungen, <laughs> which were codes, which ordinungen, It's like a car starting, which were codes of rules and regulations that governed all aspects of life and ensured an un, uh, a unified perspective <laughs> an unified perspective <laughs> an unified perspective as an economic system christian communism was attractive to many of the peasants who supported social revolution mm -hmm. in the 16th century early uh century 16th century europe such the as the class mauma that's right such as the german peasants war and friedrich engels thus came to view anti-baptists as proto-communists anabaptists all right well I don't really understand why it has to be qualified as religious socialism. Yeah, I guess because they're like, oh, everything that is good has to have some sort of tie to religion. <laughs> or it just like, it, yeah, I guess it's it, like, like, why can't it just be like people helping people? Why does it have to be couched in like the teachings of, you know, a prophet or a son of God? Yeah, I'm like, you're just describing socialism. And, and I guess if the people are Christian, then that's fine too. I mean, it sounds like socialism existed before religion. <laughs> you know? people, so, yeah. But I guess um, it's a good way to gain favor and, you know, pull people yeah, I mean, in. You know, I think it it's takes, branding. Then, yeah, yeah, it's fine for me, I suppose. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I'm kind of into Encyclopedia Britannica online. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that or I would even look at uh, church history or German Peasants War. So let's go to the German Peasants War. Yeah. Because I feel like church history is going to get a little too. Yeah, a little. Too in the weeds people. with. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So German Peasants War. The German Peasants' War, um, also known as the German Peasants' Revolt, uh, in, in German it's Deutsche Baumkrieg. Ooh. Oh, you a, this, are you going to do this in a German accent? Oh, yeah. It was a widespread popular revolt in some oh, German-speaking areas. You can hear the queak, squeaking in the back. Romy, you're squeaking during Daddy's podcast, baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at me like, what? He's like, what the fuck? I'm living my life. 
Okay, I okay. think you're good. Uh, so the German Peasants' War was a widespread popular revolt in some German-speaking areas in Central Europe from 1524 to 1525. Hmm. It failed because of intense opposition from the aristocracy who <laughs> slaughtered up to 100,000 oh <laughs> poorly armed peasants. In oh my God, I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, they probably like, you know, blew up a village, or, but a hundred, and, 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 and the, also in the 1500s, like that is a I lot of people. I know there's going to be like, oh, it failed because they weren't centrally organized. It was like no they were slaughtered yeah uh, <laughs> Jesus and it's like Christ. peasants and farmers like literal people with like torches and pitchforks being like ah yeah and then the aristocracy is like well we're just gonna take you out so this and get this the survivors were fined and achieved few if any of their goals like the preceding Bunsch, Bunsch movement and the Hussite wars the war consisted of a series of both economic and religious revolts in which peasants and farmers, often supported by Anabaptist clergy, took the lead. The German Peasants' War was Europe's largest and most widespread popular uprising prior to the French Revolution. Wow, 200 mm. years earlier. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, the fighting was at its height in the middle of 1525. I still can't get over this 100,000 to 300,000. That's just that's <laughs> baffling. How did they kill that many people? Like yeah. they didn't have guns or I mean I guess they didn't, didn't they? No. arrows. Arrows. Yeah. <laughs> Hot oil. I know. Like they just burned them alive. They probably starved a lot of them or something. Oh, but slaughtered. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I guess swords, maybe. Uh, yeah. Swords. Just, oof. Anyway, Broad sorry. Broad swords. <laughs> Broad swords. You can take down five with one sword. <laughs> Spears, probably. Yeah. You know, and I know we talk a lot about how horrible things are today, but it's good to and, revisit history and see that it could be a lot worse. Five, yeah, 500 years ago, the peasants were really getting, I mean, I would say that the, the poor uh you know the peasants of today are still being slaughtered but maybe not right as, i mean uh, i feel maybe not at the end of a sword but and not you know ways. well yeah i mean i guess there are, are genocides happening currently anyway let's move on anyway <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, the war began with separate insurrections beginning in the southwestern part of what is now germany and alsace and spread in subsequent insurrection to the central and eastern areas of germany and present-day austria after the uprising in Germany was suppressed, it flared up briefly in several Swiss cantons. Wow. How about that? In mounting their insurrection, peasants faced insurmountable obstacles, namely the aristocracy slaughtering them. Uh, the, de de the democratic nature of their movement left them without a command structure, and they lacked artillery and cavalry. Most of them had little, if any, military experience. Oh, my God. Their, uh, their opposition had experienced military leaders, well-equipped and disciplined armies, and ample funding. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds, sounds pretty insurmountable. Yeah. Uh, the revolt incorporated some principles and rhetoric from the emerging, the emerging Protestant Reformation, through which the peasants sought influence and freedom. Radical reformers and Anabaptists, most famously Thomas Munzer, uh, instigated and supported the revolt. In contrast, Martin Luther and other magisterial reformers condemned it and clearly sided with the nobles. That's not cool. Um, in Against the Murderous, Thieving Hordes of Peasants. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, something's Cut never right came. to the bone, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but that's, uh, yeah, in Against the Murderous Thieving Hordes of Peasants, Luther condemned the violence as the devil's work and called for the nobles to put down the rebels oh like mad God. dogs. What a Jesus monster. Christ. I guess, because people think he's great, right? Martin Luther? Well, yeah, I thought he was cool. <laughs> and I yeah, guess not. not. <laughs> this is, no, it's, giving, it's giving like, protest all you want, but don't like destroy property. Right, know? it's also giving me like male feminist male f- <laughs> martin luther famous male feminist um so the movement was also supported by Ur- ulrich zwingli but the condemnation of martin luther contributed to the defeat of the war damn God, what luther. an asshole Not yeah you're right it gives very like don't protest outside the fucking you know uh scotus houses right that's fucking hard but yeah i'm sorry like if you're going to reveal Roe Ro versus Wade, then you can expect some angry people at you for. Yeah. You know? like, fuck off. Like, I'm sorry, but you're a like, servant to us and we are not happy with your service. So yeah. <laughs> we pay your bills, bitch. We pay your bill, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Martin Luther, though. What a turn. What I had no idea. Turd. What a total turd. Should, Should we go, go to him? 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 Yeah, I guess so. Ooh, hover over his painting. He's, he, yeah, looks like, I... um, he looks like Isaac Mizrahi. Oh Doesn't my he? god, you are so right. <laughs> and I love Isaac Mizrahi. I don't mean to um didn't Isaac Mizrahi go really bankrupt or something? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like Isaac Mizrahi was like the moment. Right. And then all of a sudden was not the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But not I thought it was because the... he went bankrupt or something. Yeah. Okay. Take it away, Gio. Oh, right. Um, sorry, Ma- Martin Luther, uh, OSA, what does that mean? I don't know. Order of, of an order of the Saint of Augustine. Huh. All right. Um, uh, was a German priest, theologian, author, and hymn writer. Ooh. A former Augustin- Augustinian friar, he is best known as the seminal figure in the Protestant Reformation and as the namesake of Lutherism. Lutheranism. Luther was ordained to the priesthood in 1507. He came to reject several teachings and practices of the Roman Catholic Church. In particular, he disputed the view on indulgences. That's right. right, He does look like a drinker. Um, Luther proposed an academic discussion of the practice and efficacy of indulgences in his 95 Theses of 1517. His refusal to renounce all of his writings at the demand of Pope Leo X in 1520 and the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V at the Diet of Worms in 1521 resulted in his excommunication by the Pope and and condemnation as an outlaw by the Holy Roman Emperor. So what, what are the indulgences? So if I remember correctly from high school, the indulgence was something that you could pay to the church to make um your time in hell less bad oh so like it was basically like you're just like they'll be like well you know you won't you know you won't suffer so much for your sins if you pay a little extra i see it's like an additional tithing yeah i believe let me have over indulgences in the teaching of the catholic church an indulgence is quote a way to reduce the amount of punishment one has to undergo for sins great Okay, well, Luther taught that salvation and, well, that's so interesting because why would he side with all the people who have money? That's what I'm saying. I'm confused by this guy's story. Okay. This picture is, he's like, he actually looks so, um, 
well you know severance yes he reminds me of the husband the writer guy yes <laughs> like just like a total like yeah like pompous weirdo pompous weirdo <laughs> <laughs> martin luther you pompous weirdo you pompous weirdo <laughs> i mean male feminist is really you just nailed it <laughs> right and he's so got a beret on and everything oh. Okay, so Luther, I mean, and obviously there's nothing wrong with me, but it's the people who proclaim themselves as a male feminist is what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean? People who wear yeah. that is like, oh, we got you, but then they're rapists, of course. Yeah, I mean, there's um, the guys who like hold space for like women's voices, but they like hold space so loudly. Right, that they actually interrupt women. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Luther taught that salvation and consequently eternal life are not earned by good deeds, but are received only as a as the free gift of God's grace through the believer's faith in Jesus Christ as redeemer from sin. His theology challenged the authority and office of the Pope by teaching that the Bible is the only source of divinely revealed, revealed knowledge and opposed sacerdotalism by considering, considering all baptized Christians to be a holy priesthood. Oh. Those who identify with these and all of Luther's wider teachings are called Lutherans. Though Luther insisted on Christian or evangelical, hmm. in German, it's evangelisch, <clears throat> are the only acceptable names for individuals who profess Christ. His translation of the Bible into, German, into the German vernacular instead of Latin hmm. made it more accessible to the laity, um, an event that had a tremendous impact on both the church and German culture. That's interesting that you're yeah. just like, that's, that's cool. I mean, just giving people information right right you know it fostered the development of a standard version of the german language huh added several principles to the art of translation and influenced the writing of an english translation the tyndale bible his hymns influenced the development of singing in protestant churches he is his marriage to katharina von bora a former nun set a Ooh. model for for the practice of clerical marriage allowing protestant clergy to marry well that's good in his two later works, Lutheran expressed antagonistic, violent views toward Jews. Well, here oh. we go. Oh, <laughs> and called okay. for the burnings of their synagogues and their expulsion. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> his rhetoric was not directed at Jews alone, but also toward Roman Catholics, Anabaptists, and non-Trinitarian Christians. Luther died in 1546 with Pope Leo X's excommunication still in effect. So he's a complicated shit. individual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like they were different times. Yeah, I you guess. Know. Were they? <laughs> I don't know. They were. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At least he also hated Roman Catholics, I guess. Yeah, and Anabaptists, and um, and poor people. Yeah, that, and, he, that he wanted to be slaughtered like hounds or whatever. Mad dogs. Mad dogs. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I want to go to him right now. Want to go to him, to him writer? Him writer. He's a him writer. I think if I lived in those times, I would, I would like to be an, a monk him writer. I could see you kind of like ambling down a dusty trail with a, you know, yeah. a little, like a lute on your back, you and know? I'd be like, I, oh, and I'd be such a bitch during rehearsals. <laughs> like, I'd be like, skipping along. Brother John, brother Thomas, <laughs> come on. You're flat. And the one and the two and the we love God. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be such a terror. But um, in my little brown tunic. Love it. 
Okay. So a hymn writer or a hymnist or a hymnographer. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. Like the mixologist. Of oh, I'm actually yeah. a hymnographer. So yeah, actually I didn't go to school at all, but you have to call me, you have to give me an ology. Yeah, I, uh, I majored in mixology yeah. at, uh, <laughs> at alcoholism Anonymous. <laughs> uh, okay so a hymn writer is someone who writes the text music or both of hymns mm-hmm. in the judeo-christian tradition the composition of hymns dates back to before the time of david who composed many of the psalms the term hymnodist in the united states more than in other regions broadens the scope to include the study of hymns mm. that has uh, I feel like somebody who studies hymns, like I can't. It would be it's it's giving LL Bean. Fleets. Yes, I was thinking of James Cromwell, um, like a stern older man who wears cardigans, uh, cardigans in, in Maine, maybe. earthenware. Yes, yeah. <laughs> wait, who's James Harden? James Co- Cromwell. He's the guy. He's the actor. Uh, he's in Babe. He's the farmer in Babe. He just he was just in the news because he super glued himself to Starbucks counter to protest. Uh, why? What? Yeah, <laughs> in New I York. Because he was protesting that um, non dairy milk costs more than milk because he's like a pita vegan. I die. <laughs> Oh, white people are crazy. I know. <laughs> you're white. I'm, yeah, I'm right. <laughs> you're crazy. Because I'm like, yeah, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to take a stand for. Fight the man. <laughs> for milk, artur- milk alternatives. Okay, wait, what's going on? Okay. But yeah, he's definitely a hymnodist. Yeah. Um. Okay, so here's like a little bit of the history. Fun. So many hymn writers in the early church gained prominence and achieved canonization. St. John of Damascus was noted for his work as a hymn writer, and some of the most popular English hymns, which are translations of his works, include Come Ye Faithful, Raise the Strain, Let Us Rise in Early Morning, and <laughs> Day of Resurrection, all associated with the season of Eastertide, and all translated by John Mason Neal. Wow. Oh, most early hymnists were anonymous, oh. so it is uncertain how many of them were women. Wow. St. Hildegard of Bingen, is the earliest known female hymnist outside hymnists recorded in the Bible. Cool, good for her. Go on, Hildegard. Yeah. Uh, so many leaders of the Reformation, including Martin Luther himself, were hymn writers. Luther's work includes Ein fest Berg ist unser Gott, Our Mighty Fortress is Our God, and Christ lag in Todesbanden, Christ Jesus lay in death's strong bonds. Okay, okay. you get a medal. Damn. Okay. Well, he's German. Oh, yeah, yeah. And hates Jews. <laughs> yeah. Martin <laughs> Luther's other hymn. Yeah. Jews need to die like mad dogs. <laughs> yeah. um, Oh, no. Let's see. Lutherans continued to compose hymns, and some of the popular hymn writers of the 16th and 17th centuries included the three saints commemorated in the American Lutheran calendar of saints on October 26: Philip Nikolai, Johann Hermann, and Paul Gerhardt. Huh. Michael Pretorius and Johann Kruger also gained renown as German Lutheran hymn writers of that era. Uh, I want to get to like some modern hymnists. Yeah. But I'll 
finish this sentence. In the English-speaking world, the art of writing hymns was brought to prominence by the approximately 750 hymns composed by Isaac Watts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's so that's many. Like, um, that's a bit much. That's, how could, they, how could they you write? What are they talking about? 750, they're, they're, they can't all be that good. Right. Just edit, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, but that was followed by the almost tenfold Watts output uh, composed a generation later by co-founder of Methodism, Charles Wesley. Hmm. I think I might be Methodist. Okay. So how about that? <laughs> Major modern publishers include the Jubilate Group. Ugh, sounds that sounds like fun. Sounds, yeah, <laughs> They're no. like, we're all about jubilation. Yeah. I'm imagining a bunch, of, with us. a bunch of bowl cuts. Yes. Oh, you're so right. Bowl <laughs> cuts and turtlenecks. Yeah. We're having a jubilee. Won't you? We're having us? a jubilee. Have some punch. Yeah. Like no. Thank no. You. I'm, I'm not. I'm not thirsty. <laughs> I, <laughs> so there's the jubilee group and state Stainer and Bell in the UK, Cantica Nova Publications, World Library Publications, and Organ Catholic Press in the USA, and Willow Publishing in Australia. Leading British hymn writers have included John Henry Newman. Oh, of course, John Henry Newman, you know, Classic. John Mason Neal, Timothy Dudley Smith, who's still alive. Yeah, born in 1926. It's almost 100. Michael Perry, Michael Saward, Christopher Indle, Idol, Fred Pratt Green, what the fuck are these people? As well as James Quinn and Brian Foley. Most recent evangelical hymn slash songwriters have included Stuart Townend, uh, Keith Getty, and his wife, Kristen Getty. Other modern hymn writers include French-American Lucien Dyes and Australian Duro, James <laughs> McCauley, and Richard Connolly. Wow. Did you ever watch Un- um, Uncut Gems? Not Uncut Gems, I'm sorry, The Righteous Gemstones? No. Oh, well, there's some really funny, like, hymns that <laughs> they, they sing that they've made up for the show. Oh, fun. But, uh, it's very fun. Um, great. Well, wow. Um, cool. Where should we go from here? I- oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You want to go to Methodism since that's what you think you are? Yeah, yeah. Let's well, end on Methodism. Methodism. Okay, it's a long article, but I'll read fast. Here we go. Methodism, also called the Methodist movement, is a group of historically related dom- denominations of Protestant Christianity whose origins, doctrine, and practice derive from the life and teachings of John Wesley. Ooh, ooh. George Whitefield and John's brother, Charles Wesley, were also significant early leaders in the movement. They were named Methodists for their methodical way in which they carried out their Christian faith. That's me, baby. You are very methodical, Connor. I'm so methodical, especially when it comes to my Christian faith. Oh, so true. Like, I love Christmas. And I'm very methodical about (laughs) unpacking the boxes, Mm -hmm, putting up the decorations, mm -hmm. caroling. my mom is obsessed. She's actually very methodical with Christmas. Yeah, that's, I think that's, you know, that makes hmm. sense. I don't know. I mean, it's Methodist roots. Um, Methodism originated as a revival movement within the 18th century Church of England and became a separate de- denomination after Wesley's death. The movement spread throughout the British Empire, the United States, and beyond because of vigorous missionary work, today claiming work. approximately 80 million adherents worldwide. Whoa. Wesleyan theology, which is upheld by the Methodist churches, focuses on sanctification and transforming effect of faith on the character of a Christian. 
Distinguishing doctors include the new birth, (laughs) assurance, imparted righteousness, barf, and the possibility of entire sanctification and the works of piety. That's nice. Um, Scripture is considered as a primary authority, but Methodists also also look to Christian tradition, including the historic creeds. Oh, yes. You love a creed. I have have my creeds. He does, Mr. Creed. I mean, that's right. Connor Creed Creed. That's what they call you. Actually, my middle name is Reed. Uh Uh-oh. I am C. Reed. See, Reed, that? that's Creed. Creed Cregan. Oh, I should go by Creed. I love that. When, oh, I when you start so cool. when you start writing hymns, that has to be your um Creed Cregan, the <laughs> hymnist. Oh my god. Oh my like, god. Wait. But they're like fun gay. You like it's like him, like ooh from him. Oh, you know? like him, like H I M. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read a hymn called Him and Hers. <laughs> and then I would uh, write them for Liza Minnelli to sing. Mm. <laughs> wonderful yeah um okay most most methodist methodists teach that jesus christ the son of god died for all of humanity and that That's salvation right. is available for all this mm-hmm. is an armenian doctrine as opposed to the calvinist what? doctrine uh the calvinist position that god has preordained the salvation of a select group of people However, Whitefield and several other early leaders of the movement were considered Calvinistic Methodists and held the Calvinist position. I don't believe that. I'm Arminian. Okay. Everybody can be saved, not just the chosen right. people. Okay. Um, in addition to <laughs> evangelism, 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 whatever, Methodism emphasizes charity and support for the sick, the poor, and the afflicted through works of mercy. That's nice. These yeah. ideas collectively known as the social gospel are put into practice by the establishment of hospitals, orphanages, soup kitchens, and schools to follow Christ's command to spread the gospel That's to serve right. all people. The movement has the a Methodist, wide- We're such a good people. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go. Uh, the movement has a wide variety of forms of worship ranging from the high church to the low church and liturgical usage. In addition to tent revivals and camp meetings held oh, fun. Times of the year. <laughs> I love a tent revival. <laughs> okay. Those are actually so spooky. Yeah, that's creepy as hell. Um, but yeah, that is like somebody like <laughs> birth in a field or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? I like know. Some, that's like snakes and stuff and tongues and I don't it's, know. It's a little, It could, like, I feel like that's one where like somebody would actually like be a witch and be attacked. Yes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, or like somebody would stand up and be like, she's a whore! And I would be like, yes. yeah, whore! Oh, I just, ooh, it's scaring me just thinking about like a know, hot summer day. Very children of event. the corn, yeah. Yes, and like, yes. you know, all, all the little girls are wearing little floral dresses. Oh, no, no, no. Collars. Making and they're daisy like, chains. <laughs> yeah, and they're like hitting like the poor fag with a sticker. You know what I mean? Oh, no. They're like, ooh, no. scary to revive. Oh, good. Um, let's see, denominations that descend from the British Methodist tradition are generally less ritualistic, while American Methodism is more so, the United Methodist Ooh. Church in particular. Methodism is known for its rich musical tradition. Oh, hey. that explains your musical flair, Connor. You and know. Charles Wesley was instrumental in writing many of the hymnati, the hymnati? Hymnati. The, <laughs> the, the world is controlled by the hymnati of <laughs> Methodism. Great. Well, there you have it, folks. And um, we have a minute and 30 seconds left. So, Connor, what'd you learn today? Oh, God. Okay. 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 So, we had religious socialism, German Peasants' War, Martin Luther, hymn writer. Oh, gosh. Um, what did I learn? 
Well, I learned that um, Martin Luther is a male feminist, anti-Semitic. <laughs> yes. Piece of trash. Um, oh, oh, God. I guess all of this has a... You know what? I think, um, like, what did I learn? I feel like the whole Peasants' War, like, the fact that these people, like, when they had, like, the power to, like, read and interpret things for yeah. themselves like that is just like so pivotal um and it's like kind of it actually is ironic because it kind of mirrors like the tree of knowledge of good and evil and in the bible you know where yeah. it's like <laughs> as soon as like you know what's right and wrong like you got to get out of the garden because you know too much um that's what no I, mean. I completely agree i yeah it's very um odd and it's like the the um imagery is right there like how could you not right? Like yeah. the Bible has all the like, you know, give us your, the meek shall inherit the earth kind of thing. Right. Well, yeah. just, yeah, I mean, you don't need to, me to tell you that like religion is so often, is so, that religion is so often perverted um, in order to like maintain a, a an imbalanced status quo, right? right. Um, yeah. But it's just, it's kind of ironic. Yeah. When it really is. When, yeah, so s- silly stuff like that. But I guess that's what I learned. Yeah, that's good. We learned What's something. Learned, um, well, I guess, you know, I, in addition to learning about uh, Martin Luther, because it's surprising that, I mean, I just know him nailing the thing to the Catholic Church and then right, everybody right. like, Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, You know, I guess I learned, um, let me take a quick look here. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, I think the slaughter of 100,000 to 300,000 poorly armed peasants and farmers in yeah. the course of one year, uh, that's really shocking because I wish I could adjust for inflation, like wh- how many people that is in 2022 terms. Right. You know, because right. that's got to be, right. a, I mean, that's a lot regardless. But, right. um, but in I terms think, of global yeah. population, yeah. Right. And also just to see how 200 years later, there was a very similar movement that was successful, you know, that did, that people did rise up and change and, you know, destroy the world, which is pretty cool. And it's a good lesson, I think, too, that like for us today, like, especially now, it feels like the, our government is just not completely wrong and doesn't work at all and um it's so stupid and i don't know what it's going to take for us to start storming the gates but honestly i feel like everybody just has to stop going to work i know i think we need a strike i really do yeah it's like people that's really all they care about is like go to work and shop yeah um and i'm happy to go shopping but yeah i don't want to go to but i'll also i mean if i stop going to work nobody's gonna just be kyle being like where's jill (laughs) (laughs) right but I think, yeah, general strike or we need to like shut down highways. You know, it has to be like a yeah. like, really impact infrastructure kind yeah. of moment. I think, the, I, think the, I, think the, I think general strike. I think that's what we should do. Yeah, I agree. Um, then Joe or Biden we should just like, or, set everything on fire. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, we storm the Capitol. And yeah, and that then, that, I mean, we won't be, you know, there won't be really any serious repercussions I mean, I, for that i'm so. all yeah it's like i'm all for storming the capital as long as it's for, it's for a good reason right <laughs> not, not a big lie 
not a big lie and yeah. yeah like what's the worst that could happen the new york times like puts a little circle over my face and says <laughs> yeah. like we're you have looking to go for to this prison guy. for six months i'm Oops. i'm starting to think that the new york times like is behind the january 6th uprising <laughs> just so they would like get to like make all these like fun little video infographics <laughs> they love they are fun they keep making them it's crazy yeah. i'm like guys uh, like let's <laughs> let's wrap it up wrap it up well, speaking of wrapping it up, Connor, uh-huh. um, <laughs> where can people find you? Oh, they can find me at Connor Cregan online. Love it. And ConnorCregan.com. Yep. Love it. And that's about it. Wonderful. Um, you, Jill? you can find me at Jill underscore lives on Instagram and Twitter. And my website is JillLives.com. Uh, and you can find Wiki Freaks at Wiki Freaks on Instagram and Twitter as well. Scoot, scoot. Give us a follow and give us a review, will you? Fabulous. Fabulous. And your show. Oh, my show. Every Thursday, 8 p.m. Basic. Excuse me. I'm indigestion. Uh, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Basic in Williamsburg. It's a free show. It's a lot of fun. Always great comics. Comic Connor's on it quite a bit. I, I haven't and been so long. I gotta come hang. Come hang. We'll throw you up. Yeah. yeah um. Go. Uh. We're not. There's no show this. Well. Never mind. Don't come this week. But when <laughs> you can come the week this comes out, the 26th is our show. So come in. But we're there every every Thursday night. So come, love it. Come hang. Love you feet. And that's it. Bye. Bye everybody. Bye freaks. Mwah. Ooh.